Welcome to Drone Scribes. I'm Jacob. It's Bob here again. We're gonna we're gonna do a quick episode here where Bob is going to take my Northwest Spec Racer quad that's running race flight and update the race flight to the newest version of race flight because I haven't done it in months because I've been busy. Um, so Bob's the expert, and so we're gonna let Bob <laughs> take it. I don't up. know about He's expert. Gonna, but uh, we're, not. Gonna, we're gonna let Bob update it for you. So um, let's go through it. Sweet. Pretty, pretty simple. So, we have race flight on here already, right? You have an older build. Yeah, the earlier build of race flight on there. You downloaded the new build of race flight. Right? Yeah, this is one of the beta builds. Um, it's not the latest beta build, uh, but it's one I know that's uh, stable enough for us to, to run in Flash. So, okay. Um, once we get once race flight's already on here, it's pretty simple to actually update. The initial setup on some machines is um, more tricky, but uh, from here we can just go load firmware locally. Oh. We're going to put 253 on here. There it goes. There it goes. It's very magical. This might take a little while. I think about this. <laughs> it's only a megabyte, but uh, actually, if it's not in DFU, it's, I think it'll go fast. It'll go pretty fast. So um, as far as the, so the Northwest Spec Race League, basically there's a, there's a PDF for it, and it's basically Emacs motors, DOIS, ESCs, uh, a Revolt flight controller, and I think it's a v I think Unify is specified as a VTX, I think. Probably. I don't remember. I don't know. The, 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 but that's pretty much it. In 3S race class, I, I don't have any 3S batteries, so we're going to use 4S battery when we, we get to that part. But... Um, that's the quad. There's there's documents. We could put, I'll put a document in the show notes uh, to the spec league that we're we're racing this year um, with all the local races. Are you racing the spec league at all this year? I'm not, just gonna no. go. Open I might have all the parts way. to make a spec racer uh, just from that all those parts that they list, but I don't plan on doing spec racing. I don't know if I can go back to three S. Don't know if you can go back to three S. I don't I don't know if I could. It's, it's fine, though. If you build it light enough, you probably won't notice. But but as a minimum weight required, which makes it heavy, so you can put this huge 3S battery on it if you build a really light oh. copter. So it's got to meet a minimum weight requirement for the spec class. Interesting. Which which is controversial, I think, for some people. They're like, oh, no, I, I want to well, build a super hyper light one, and then I want to I put a little light battery on it, but it, it won't be heavy enough. Because I could put a 3S on my... Four inch, which is a super light, it's like 160 grams with four inch props, and that thing will fly as fast as a five inch on 4S. So, yeah, I don't people remember, I don't remember it, what I the exact weight, minimum weight requirement is, but there's, there's a minimum. Yep. <laughs> it's right. almost done. They're almost almost done. done. So, once we're done, you're going to just walk through the container. Yeah, so we're going to take it, take it from start to finish uh, for each step that you would need to do. Uh, when flashing race flight, once you have it installed the first time, uh, the ESE and the motor calibration stuff you would you wouldn't need to do necessarily unless there's a firmware update in a newer version of the firmware. But uh, we're going to take you through the whole process just uh, to show you how it works. Pretty simple. A lot of the stuff after doing lots of you know building lots of quads and beta flight and clean flight and kiss and stuff like that. A lot of the stuff is easy and second nature to folks, but. I would say for race flight, a lot of this stuff is much simpler, and it's in a wizard form, so it's hard to mess up. Um, and it's actually pretty good. I would recommend it to, to newer pilots. Um, a lot of the quirks and things that you learn about beta flight just aren't even applicable here anymore. 
Uh, so first step, we're going to um, orient the quad in such a way that we'll tell uh, the race flight configurator which way to orient the board. Now in beta flight, they won't really have an easy way to do this. You kind of have to figure out what degree off of uh, the default that you are. Yeah. If you, some people like to flip the board <laughs> upside down or put it at a weird angle, and you have to figure out exactly what that is. And you can play around in the configurator to figure that out. But race flight's done a pretty good job of um, going through a couple steps here to automatically figure it out however you put it or wherever you put it. Um, so you put the, put the quad flat here. Next step, tilt the quad forward. Success. Um, next up is receiver detection. So in beta flight and KISS, um, it can get complicated in terms of figuring out between boards which UART you use, uh, which protocol, depending on if it's inverted or non-inverted SBUS. Uh, with Race Flight 1, for the most part, I've built almost a half a dozen Race Flight 1 quads now, and everyone's pretty much worked the first time on detection, uh, regardless of if it's inverted or non-inverted. Uh, the software does a pretty good job of detecting it. The only thing is you have to move the radio away from the quad. If you try and do this calibration with the, with the radio right on top of the quad, uh, sometimes it'll fail. So we'll do detect receiver. We're bound. And we'll see if this works. And this should work the same way whether you're using FRSky or Spectrum or Furtava or whatever. Okay, it's been Done. detected. And now we need to set up the endpoints in the radio. So normally in, in Betaflight or KISS, um, depending on how you're setting things up, actually, I, I say that, I take that back, KISS not so much, but Betaflight, you'd have to um, go through and, and trim your radio out so that you get exactly, exact 1,000, endpoints. 2,000 endpoints. Right, 1,500 and 2,000. In Raceflight, um, it'll take what your endpoints are and then map them uh, accordingly. So uh, for this, we'll just move the sticks around. You don't need to do it for 15 seconds, but fully. Get all the range, and then reset throttle to zero. And then throttle to max. Yaw right. And pitch forward, and pitch all the way to the right. Done. And it's really that simple. And so um, now to set up your stick arming, um, it's pretty simple. Whatever is in your arm position, move the switch. I had to do that row right. Whatever your sequence is. And we should be able to tell here in the setup tab, channel six. There you go. Moved. Now it's armed. Now it's disarmed. Awesome. Okay. Sweet. Um, got any more charge on the battery over there? Should have enough to at least hover. <laughs> Should have enough. We had to. We had to charge one of my batteries because I was Sweet. a little little low, and so we just threw it on the charger real quick while we were getting ready here. So, <laughs> ooh, I missed this frame. Now what are we doing? So now we're going to update the ESC. So if you had a brand new copter that had an older version of firmware, or you had mismatched ESCs that have different settings, um, this basically will take a lot of the work that you had to do in Betaflight out of the equation and go through and set predetermined settings on all the ESCs, flash a specific version, 
Um, so you really don't have to mess with any of that stuff here. Okay. Um, remove the props and connected the battery. Yep. So props again, off. props off. Always props off. <laughs> And then behind the scenes, it'll if if you don't have the latest version, it'll flash. If you already have them, it's just going to validate all the settings are right. Um, and just in, in beta flight was a multi-process step. Like you had you want to calibrate your ASCs, you can do the whole thing where you put the battery in, throttle up, throttle down, mm -hmm. take the batteries off. But if you had to calibrate, you had to update your ESCs, You had to go to BL Heli Suite one at a time, go through all of them. So. A little more complicated. This is a lot easier. Yeah. So this actually looks like it did update. You had a, a, a non-optimal version of the firmware, and it's gone out and found throttle min-max points. Um, it sets DMAG to high on all the ESCs, which is not a default. Um, what else does it change? It changes timing to medium. So if you have issues with desyncs, um, you can change the timing from medium to medium high, or, or bring it back down to low. People have their preferences, but the guys at RaceFlight have figured out that these defaults are generally pretty good for most setups. Okay. Um, and we'll do motor calibration now. So we're going to disconnect the battery here. Wait till it prompts us. Hit OK. And then we say OK to do the second sequence. And every time you do this, you're just waiting for the beeping to stop before you hit the next one. Right, that yeah. I've, I've run into issues where if you continue to the next step too soon, uh, things get funky. So um, definitely wait. Um, and then the last one is, is actually a really awesome uh, wizard. Um, you'll check motor direction um, and idle points, which in BL Heli and, and, and Betaflight is, uh, I would say, the most issues that I've seen with people first building a quad and having it flip out are either motor direction related or motor number oriented. A lot of that stuff now in race flight is taken out of the equation. You can really with the newer versions of RaceFlight, you can plug motor into whatever ESC signal pad you want, and you can remap it. And I know you can do it in Betaflight 2 with resource mapping, but it's it's in the CLI, and it's much less intuitive. In RaceFlight, you can do it um, really through the wizard. Okay. And I had this thing set up for reverse motor. Did you? Okay, good. So, so we're going to do it. So we'll keep it that way. Okay. So, so we're on the same page. And what so, that means is standard quad... Um, I'm going to get this wrong, counterclockwise, but whatever the front props spin in towards you... Um, when you reverse it, they spin out, and mm -hmm. since around here was a lot of wet grass and dirt, the spinning out seems to keep the camera a little cleaner. <laughs> yeah, there's some debate about whether that actually impacts uh, flight performance differences, and I can't say for sure it does, but I, I do know that I get grass in my lens almost never now. So, <laughs> um, so okay. now it's going to ask, this is actually uh, new in some of the uh, newer builds of the configurator. It's going to ask which motor's spinning, um, and we're going to say front left, and that looks right. If it wasn't, we would tell it which motor is spinning, and then it would actually remap automatically for us. And front right. Rear right. And the only remaining motor would be rear left, so it knows. Let me say OK. So we can spin all the motors here again. Assuming you made changes, that would make a difference. We've already seen that it's all working, but we'll just triple check. So these are spinning away, these are spinning in. Easy as that.
Uh, let's see. Do you have a switch for black box or logging? You've set up. Uh, I don't think there? I set one up for it. Not on this one. For anyone who's new to, to race flight uh, or on a new build, I would definitely recommend setting up a channel and a switch to enable logging. Um, in order to troubleshoot some issues, it's just so much easier with black box. Okay. Um, we also need to enable reverse prop direction and configuration. I need to get to turn off the sticky arming. It's right. not off already. That was the one that. thing. I, don't, I use an arming sequence on my radio, so I don't like the double arm feature in race flight. But it's a pre pre preference thing, so. All right, should be good. We're all set. We're all set. Reverse the prop direction, everything's good. And now what we're going to do, we're going to put the props on and we're going to hover it. Right? Nothing it's, has ever gone wrong with us. Nothing's before, right? ever gone wrong in the studio <laughs> with those hovering copters. <laughs> so um, so we'll, do, we'll get that all set up and we'll, we'll do a hover test probably right over there on the floor somewhere uh, once, we get all, once we get all the props on. All right, so here we are. We're going to hover test the recently updated race flight rig. Um, so Bob's going to arm it, bring it up a little bit, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. Success. Awesome. I just noticed one thing. I wish the, uh, I'll go do it later, but we're going to program the LED thing on the back. Like, oh. I put LEDs, programmable LEDs in the back, and they're not lit up. But that's cool. Now it works. Sweet. Awesome. Thanks, thanks Bob, for doing this. Uh -huh. It'd be great. Cool. So that was our hover test. It's awesome. It works. And so, um, doing great. So, take care and fly safe. Thanks, guys.